0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. Psychic Josh Landy is there in his soff house style office, wearing a resplendent kind of olive green cardigan. I think we can only describe as Josh.
1: Hi. Thank you very much, Paul. You've described it as as I would have done. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, kept me very warm today at home as I've been sitting here in the office working. Good. After a late night game back from Nottingham, deceptively far, yes. I would say, you, deceptively. You, you
0: were hard. The, Yeah, you were there for the mm. uh, glorious triumph of our two-one uh, victory against Nottingham Forest. Jeff, uh, Jeff, Arsenal's with us as well. Hi, Jeff. Good evening. Um, we there last night, or did you like me watch it on the yeah. TNT Sports? I,
2: I yeah. did indeed, yeah. I was watching it on TV. Funny enough, my wife was working in Nottingham. Oh, yes, the year, and I was trying to work out whether we could get up, but we have a 10 year old, so we couldn't. She no. was at school, and it was just too much drama, which was crazy, really. It's such a shame because we only, I only realized about three, four days ago, you know, that um, uh, she was working in Nottingham, so oh. that was a shame,
0: yeah, but still, um. I'm going to start at the end. I thought, you know, all the podcasts will be out by now. We, we waited deliberately until the Liverpool game. Uh, Liverpool just beaten Chelsea 4-1. Uh, we thought we'd wait till the end of that to see, you know, to set up the big game on Sunday. Alternatively, Josh was in Nottingham, and so we couldn't do the podcast last night. Anyway, we're here now is the, is the point. And I'm going to start at the end because really, one of the most interesting things about the whole game, I mean, the first half was unutterably boring as far as i'm concerned it was like you know when it was us versus their 11 men behind the ball and we didn't even get a shot on target or maybe like half a shot on target um but we'll talk about that but the end with ben Wyatt and shinjenko having that barney was really fascinating and a it was fascinating why it happened that it happened and then that Arteta's verdict on it on on um, TNT Sport afterwards, where he was like chuckling it chuckling about the whole thing, as if it was like completely wonderful and hilarious that you know two of his players were going at it on the pitch after the game. What did you, Josh? You were there. Did you see this in front of your eyes? Did you did you notice it at the time, or were you too busy celebrating and jumping up and down?
1: We absolutely noticed it. it you, you couldn't almost help but not just looking out at the players as they sort of slowly headed over to um, acknowledge the away fans. And yeah, they were proper shouting at each other. There was uh, clearly something had gone on and we all assumed it was linked back to the goal. You've probably seen much more of the sort of immediate reaction to it. I did see Arteta dismissing it and I think he was trying to almost turn it into a positive, wasn't he? Saying he loves the passion and the, they take uh, keeping a clean sheet so seriously. So clearly trying to diffuse it. I guess that is something that does happen a lot. It's just unusual to see it on a pitch. I guess if, you know, if that had happened back in the changing room, we would never have known there wouldn't have been a, a talking point. So it is unusual. And between Arteta and the coaching staff, they got over to them between them and, you know, got them apart because it's not a good look, is it? It's not the no. united we're all pulling in the same direction um, feeling. But what what else came across on the on the TV coverage? What were they showing? Because I could see um, the camera was well, right on top of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Credit to TNT because they captured they captured the moment. Kind of, you know, I think they'd, they'd already just started the the heated discussion, shall we call it? And then the cameras moved in, and then they got Arteta almost simultaneously. Um, kind of, you know. To 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 uh, when the, you know a few few seconds really after the game finished and everything they grabbed him and they played the footage while he was chatting away and you think initially you think oh maybe he might be a bit pissed off about that because he's being forced to you know talk about he's won the game you know and he's being forced to talk about an annoying thing that but he did lit he was literally chuckling away um uh, Jeff wasn't did you did you see it on yeah, TNT yeah what did I you did. make of What did you? I mean, it seemed to me that the reason why Ben White was annoyed, by the way, with Sinchenko because Sinchenko played played their player on side that the the goal came to. But there was a bit earlier in their move where um, where Saliba was more at four, I would say, um, than than um, than Sinchenko. And um, you know, obviously he's a he's a legend. But but it was interesting. It was those two players. Then there was the 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 Arteta um, kind of treating it like it was a joke almost. What did you think of that, Jeff?
2: You know what I did I didn't really see the aftermath too much mm. uh, and I don't I've not been on the socials today so I don't know what the outcry was but um I mean it was it was like an unforced error again wasn't it um I think he could have defended a little bit better Zinchenko at the at that far corner there and and Saliba is no no really no need to go in and try and win that it, it, you know it could have just had a 50-50 with a guy. He got muscled out of it quite Mm. easily and the the guy stuck it away. So I suppose, but you know what it's like, um, because it it did worry me at that particular time. I thought, oh God, here we go. You know, this is going to be an onslaught for the last five minutes. And um, we we, we haven't in the past been very good on onslaughts in the last five minutes, you know. But um, going back to the incident, uh we just got to do better haven't we we've got to just clean stuff up and just make sure mm-hmm. that we don't cause ourselves any stress again it, it was I think it was just unforced it was the, the first first mistake and then the the ball come into the box you see so you had two chances and we we really let ourselves down on both chances really of, of you know just containing the issue but after that situation uh I think we we went back to controlling the game and, and we finished it off. That's the main thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was interesting because um, uh, um there's definitely been is definitely one of his what happens quite a lot, isn't it? We see that lofted ball over him, if you like. And you, you feel like it's either because he's the, the opposition know that he's not the best defender anyway. B that he might pro- almost certainly be kind of a few, a few yards further forward than you'd expect from an orthodox left back, and C that they just seen we've just seen it happen before. So I, I did think that Ben White probably you know as a, 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 as, as a defender defender more. Of being frustrated, but it's clearly Zinchenko sent out, isn't he, Josh, to, to play like that. That's his, that's the whole thing. And I think, you know, it's an int- very interesting debate because Alan Alga is very much anti um, Zinchenko. Um and um I mentioned last night, you know, like you know, how Ben White is in the Alan Alga camp. But I think it's it's so diff- it's such a difficult one, isn't it? Because he does contribute a lot, and when he doesn't play. In a game like that, I think we really miss him, particularly when you really need some creativity. And they does have these moments where he will advance with the ball on his own and he'll put his foot on the ball and stop and just stop and kind of look around him. You know, he does that quite a lot, which is quite annoying because it's like, how could you possibly create a flowing move when you've just stopped, (laughs) stead, and, and you're looking ahead of you and the whole of their defense is like arrange themselves to kind of stop whatever move you're about to start. I think that he does too much. But in general, I feel like, for me, I feel like he is a more positive contributor than negative. But there are a lot of people, including Allen, who are completely against that because of his defensive frailties.
2: Well, the pros do, uh, do definitely outweigh the, the cons, in, in my opinion. And I think mm. the stats do back it up as well. I think he's maybe our most progressive passer in the whole team uh, when he's played. So, I mean, that does make a difference. But he cannot defend for toffee, Even one against ones... We do see teams that are, they keep on either getting it out onto that, our left-hand side, or they just do a, a long ball over the, that diagonal over the top, so uh, people can put him under pressure. So, I mean, uh, me personally, we I think we need a proper left back, a strong, hmm. tall yeah. left back that can do the job properly and not have to worry about it, who can also come and play inside. But they're a rarity, you know, they're a proper footballing fullback. But I do think that Zichenko has got a future at the Arsenal. But I maybe think he's better. He's going to be better off a little bit further up the pitch as a left eight. And yeah. that's when he's going to come into his own.
0: Yeah, I found the Alan's tweets from last night. So um, he said, um, the, this bizarre notion that Zinchenko's net positive to the team can be proved pretty readily, disproved pretty readily. I'll say that again. This bizarre notion that his net positive to the team can be disproved pretty readily. Even if we're generous and give him the throw as an assist... Um, their goal is definitely minus one. That's not that's neutral, not positive. And then elsewhere, he said, the Zinchenko car are absolutely bonkers. They say he's net positive, even when it's very easy to pull the stats that show he's net negative on assists goals versus mistakes, leading to opposition goals. The credit stems from five-yard passes under no pressure near the halfway line. Josh, what do you think?
1: Well, it's the one that's divided Arsenal fans all season, it feels like, hasn't it? And, um, yeah, we can only wonder what would have happened if everyone had stayed fit. I still am, am, am with the net positive, I'm afraid. Um, it feels a strange way to talk about a footballer, um, to use almost uh, uh, economic terms to decide whether they have a benefit cost or or, or otherwise to, to the team. But, you know, he, he does offer that um, going forward and, and we accept what it means elsewhere. Did you see Paul Scholes on Instagram last night? Yeah, yeah. He uh, referred to it, I think, as insulting that um, players such as Sinchenko would find themselves in centre midfield. I think uh, Phil Neville uh, retorted to him in in, in banter. Um, so I thought that for my my response to that is there's a reason why Paul skills isn't like a successful uh,
0: football manager or, or coach, you know, because that's um, such a ridiculous thing to say, isn't it? Like everyone,
1: all the biggest teams. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, uh, you know, of... pe- Pep has right. largely been... Um, you know fairly successful with yeah. this uh, introduction, you would say um so yeah um i'd say probably a you know unpopular opinion there from Paul goals look uh, you know if the alternative last night and let's deal in alternatives is kiwi or i don't think there's too much clamoring to you know to see kiwi or yet um in that position but i think it will become an interesting situation certainly if if Timber is fit for that last month of the season, which there is, you know, some rumor that we mm. will still see him, then it does become an interesting dilemma. And I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that we'll see, you know, Zinchenko to the levels we have next season if if everyone's fit. I think, think he, that is the case. But I, I did feel just generally on that first half performance that it, it wasn't great, but we were fine. Like it, it was, I, we never looked like conceding. I think Chris Wood at one point got about 25, 30 yards from our goal and looked like he was going through treacle and was never going to get a shot away. Like we were mm. really comfortable. And I was sat with the bench piers friend of the podcast. And, you know, he turned to me and we said to each other, really at half time, if we play five, 10% better second half, we'll win the game. We will create enough opportunities. And we were, we were hugely improved in, in that second half. And I know we had to survive a nervy few minutes, which should never have been the case after how dominant we were. But I, I thought it was a really solid win actually. And I, um, when you know yeah, I, I thought mean, we, d- we did terrifically I, in, well
0: in the end you're right but what you must have been frustrated by that first half I think the, the last five minutes of the first half was the start of the comeback I think or well, the start of us picking up the pace a little bit yeah. and um finding more space a little bit and then and you're right in the second half but really I mean even even the second half I, I would say that our goals were due to them just slightly um attacking us a little bit more and just, so you know, because the first off, it was rele- a relentless low block, wasn't it, Jeff? I mean, that was yeah. the low block of low blocks. I mean, they just didn't, they barely attempted anything in terms of attacking uh, us. And we just got the ball back every single time they even got near the halfway line, which is a credit to us. And we completely controlled everything, as which is, of course, Arteta's big he loves it when we control everything. But to have, I don't know, I thought the first half, to have that level of control and though that many passes, you know, however I'm looking at it, and 759 passes we had in the game versus they had 268, you know, and yet not have a shot on goal, really. I mean, do, am I being slightly harsh? Is it—is it down to the brilliant organisation of Forrest under Nuno or was it us that we can't deal with? We, we need something more to deal with that low block.
2: You know what? I just think we we need to. It's it's so frustrating. We get we get into that frustration when just we 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 just can't break these teams down. But what you got to remember is they're very very organised. These Premier League teams, and they know they're not going to have a slugfest with Arsenal because they're going to get beat up. So mm-hmm. what they do is they just they really organise. They've got eleven men behind the ball all the time. They've got got seven or eight men in the penalty area. They're, we're, we're forced to play this horseshoe shape all the time. It took me back to the Wenger days. Uh, yeah. To be perfectly honest with you, when we used to batter teams and we'd, yeah. we'd, we'd get caught on the break and get done two nil. Um, and it was. And we, but we must. We must realize that these teams are. They're just gonna. We just. They're, they're just always gonna. It's total anti-football, and mm. we're just gonna need to be patient and just hope that you know when we do get the chances. We did have a couple of chances in the first half, which I was disappointed that we, we didn't take because they was they wasn't absolutely clear cut, but no. a proper striker would have would have would have scored. I think Jesus had one or, or someone else had one on the thought he should have scored that goal. And when then all, all of a sudden, when, when you when you go one nil up against these low block teams, it opens up, they've got yeah. to come out. Yeah so, of course. yeah. so you've got to score first. You've got to score early. And you, you've got to score first, you've got to score early. Mm. And then then you can go three or four goals, Josh.
1: I just think another point here, right, is we were walking there. It was actually my first time I've ever been to Nottingham Forest. I think the only Premier League ground I hadn't been to. Lovely to be there. Our record there in recent years has obviously been bad, right? We had the oh. two cup defeats. We lost her in the league. It was something, you know, that could creep in and you worry about psychological of being there. And I, and I think that also, you know, should be acknowledged. And it wasn't that long ago we saw... Well, Forest beat United, didn't they? At home, you know, not, not too long ago. And they they have been capable of some results at at home. So I oh, just around me in the crowd, I felt there was too much kind of frustration in that first half of the first 60 minutes when we hadn't scored. And yeah, I always did feel comfortable that we were we were we were gonna come good. Um you know who was sat just in front of me, just in front to the to the right of me? Ramsdale's dad. And Hello. I thought, and we and we gave this some reflection at half time isn't it brilliant he's still coming but we we all mm. thought about it obviously his son he knows his son isn't going to play but then we thought maybe it's even more important that he comes at this point because what it would mean if he didn't show up and i thought it's amazing and you, you see it and occasionally we all think we go as a couple of thousand away fans there's going to be all these family and, and you know close people that are so close to those players and going through different experiences and i just loved that he was there having a pint in the concourse and still being part of it, even though he knows his, you know, his son isn't playing and it must be really difficult for him at the moment. So I know he was a star of a documentary and I, I just loved, loved that. He was sort of still going home and away even during what must be a, you know, a difficult period.
0: Oh yeah. That's nice. That's really nice. I mean, we should go back to the beginning. Quickly, the last thing on the low block discussion. So you, you, you guys in the stadium there, you weren't Mm. getting impatient you I wasn't, you know, well, I thought, okay. you, know, this
1: is, you know, if you're not in Forest, you've got a much inferior team I and mean, they've got Gibbs White who, who actually looked good and had, had nice touches. I, I think they knew they probably couldn't, couldn't sort of match Arsenal toe to toe. It felt like they were very happy to let us cross the ball in. It felt like whatever was going in the box was, was getting headed away. But I did think the more we move it we move it they will get tired and there will be a moment or two in the second half where they slightly switch off as you said Boyd and that's kind of what happened and that's mm-hmm. how we you know we found our goal um against our our former goalkeeper who, who got a lovely reception I should say as he came over to uh, to yeah, guard that, that goal he got a lovely round of applause from but sorry uh, for him because
0: you know, kind of his his mistake yeah it's a the... terror
1: it's an error if the ball goes yeah. in like that from the angle yeah. it's shot at from Jesus and it goes you know involves your legs being open at the wrong angle then then I'm afraid it is it is your fault. But he did make a couple of uh, pretty smart saves as well. So yeah.
0: and he caught a lot of um, he caught a lot of the corners, particularly Saka, uh, Saka's corners, didn't he? Yeah. he? He kind of I, I don't know whether that's uh, Saka's fault or him being good at Kind of following the ball, know where it's going to go. Jeff,
2: oh, well, I will tell you what, the, the, what, what was frustrating me there was, there was a few times where we could have had a, a decent shot on goal. Oh, of course, from the edge of the penalty area. And then I've been yeah. watching Liverpool tonight, and yeah. they do not stop taking shots from outside the. I mean, yeah, you know, anything can happen with those shots. The deflection, the goalkeeper might parry it, and you know, Jesus can come in and. You know, we know many, many centres... Gary Lineker was the best centre-forward in the world for a, for a little while. And he's got loads of tappings.
1: Mm. S-
2: stuff coming off defenders and stuff like that. Why do... what? I mean, you know, wh- why do we not have a shot? When it's yeah. a clear shot on goal... I think, yeah. Shoot. What's
0: interesting... I mean, obviously, it's very different. I mean, Chelsea did... Chelsea played fairly openly against the it as well, didn't they? I mean, that, that's the that is one big difference. Like Chelsea were not playing a low block, whether were they were trying to play the game and tr- And in fact, they're unlucky, I would say, not to have at least one penalty uh, within that game. Although Liverpool so maybe two, two maybe two exactly. Yeah. Anyway, but Liverpool still were really, really good. I agree. They were. In fact, I'm now fucking terrified of Sunday. I have to say, but I think what Liverpool are good at is. T- somehow finding a way and I I watch them even with low block teams they seem to not be bothered by it they seem to carry on somehow to carry on playing their game of fast flowing attacking football particularly even with a low block team facing them and I feel like we totally freeze up we totally kind of revert to as you were talking about the horseshoe the stopping with the ball we slow it down to like a snail's pace even when we have a semi-fast attack um, in in uh, we had a few in the first half. It's almost like it's the players like dawdle on the ball a little bit and and almost wait for the for the for the opposition team to get back into position. There were a couple of those moments as you, uh, which you, you know in the first half, where not only do we not taking shots at the edge of the penalty area, we were but we we, we were even like stopping attacks midway through because they're almost too fast somehow in the in the players' minds. I think a lot of it is psychological. I really do. I think I think like. It, I think the players must be aware that there's a way of playing against Arsenal. As Nuno referred to in his um, press conference, he was talking about how, you know, he wanted to stop Arsenal's Arsenal's entire way of playing. And I think that's like every... Certain, a lot of coaches know that that is the way to stop us. Obviously, we won the game, thankfully, in the end. But... I still, I worry slightly that Man City and Liverpool were our main rivals, maybe even Tottenham, I hate to say it, they won again tonight, are better at dealing with the low block than we are?
2: I don't know. Um, I mean, Liverpool, Liverpool, when they play against Arsenal, Liverpool... Um, <coughs> oh, we're good against Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, but when, when we play against them, they seem to... Uh, we, we, we try that high press, and the first thing they do is they just go long. They get yeah. the ball in yeah. our half and they'll just, you know, play percentages. They've got some great strikers. They've got plenty of pace up top. And I think that's what they'll do against us again. But no doubt we'll talk about that.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about but, that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But, you know, I just, yeah.
2: No, you're right about the, we're, we're looking for them passes through the lines and stuff like that. And we're just trying to look for openings. And that's why we keep on getting the, the horseshoe. But it's just all again. It's all about you just breaking teams down and moving them about. Mm. And what we need is a little bit of uh, you know. uh We need someone that can really make a difference up top. Yeah. Which we have. I mean, I'm. Listen, I like Jesus. He's great for the for the team. Yeah. But sometimes he does frustrate me because he, you know.
0: I mean. Of course, yeah, but no, yeah, actually, I
2: wish I... he'd do that twisting and turning inside the <laughs> penalty area rather than near the halfway line. You know what I mean?
0: I know. Although his goal was brilliant, wasn't it? I mean, I know, I know, I know. Um, goalkeeper was at fault, but still, for him, like that was a much more difficult moment uh, yeah. of skill and you know daring from him yeah. than the, the he had a chance previous to that, which he completely fluffed in classic um, Jesus style. Yeah. But I still, I, I, I kind of still love him. But I, I, I And I'm beginning to wonder whether it isn't the, the problem isn't so... I mean, I'd love to have a, an out-and-out forward at number nine, an out-and-out striker or whatever. But I'm starting to begin to wonder, Josh, whether the problem isn't, is not is more in these situations with our lack of variance in attack generally rather than actually having that striker to put it in the back of
1: the net. I mean, we've spoken about this so many times, I know. haven't we? I cannot help but think, and, and nothing that happened yesterday or in the last couple of games... Has made you think that if Arsenal did not have a top striker and if we could sign you know Osiman or, or or a, a, a player as number nine of that caliber, that we would genuinely feel a lot yeah. more confident in this title race. Yeah. And and Jesus, you know, getting one to go in off Matt Turner's inside legs is, is not going to change our opinion of that. No. Um obviously Jesus is you know did contribute put in a good shift yesterday really should have had a, a goal obviously when he smashed one against against the post um, but yeah I I still I, mean, hope I, I, been, yeah. I, I think we're unlucky I, I think sorry not unlucky I think we're um, in a reality aren't we that we discussed here at the beginning of a transfer window what, what might happen I think we we knew it was looking fairly uh, quiet and but for something really extraordinary happening even though Can i did imagine? see fabrizio romano uh, said said it's not impossible that arsenal do a do a deal on deadline day um that it feels like it will be the summer and and we have to hope and turn to the summer and that will be when we get you know this top class striker in and uh take us on to the next level mm.
0: I also watched a lot of this first game tonight and I have been Tony do look very good for Brentford, I have to say. He's a real pain in the arse. Like I mean, him and Neil Morpe must be the biggest pain in the arse strike force in the league. Like they're so kind of difficult and kind of you know annoying and um fat they foul all the time, they kind of they dive. I mean, they're really irritating if you if you're being if they're playing against you, but if they're on your team, you know sure. particularly Tony. I mean Neil, um, Neil Pay is more of a pain than Tony is, but Tony's actually a really good player anyway. I, it will be. I'll be amazed and stunned if it happens. Uh, we should have a break for the first half because we haven't even talked about the big team selection moment of Emil Smith Rowe. So we'll come on to that after this break. And we're back from the break. So yeah, I mean, I was overjoyed when the team news broke at six thirty yesterday because um, Emil Smith Rowe was picked and. Um, I mean, I, you know, I don't I don't think he had the most amazing game. I think he was solid. Um I think he had moments where he looked really good and the odd chance where he could have, you know, ha- had a sh- had a shot, but um it was lovely to see him picked, to have a very to slot into that role. He's a very smooth, a lovely player to watch and to have then to have Arteta singing his praises afterwards in the, you know, in the post-match comments to talk about what a joy he is to watch and how he's been waiting. To, I I I I'm delighted.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a long time to to wait between Premier League starts, isn't it? Three months. So he played against Sheffield United back at the end of o- October. Um and and has had just so so little op- opportunity since. And uh, yeah, I think very deserved of his starting um position. I'm sure he needed it because it must be a bit demoralizing to slip into the situation that he that he has. Um and he and he did okay. He did okay, looked positive. And I think that's all all he's done really in the opportunities he's had. I think we saw it in that brief cam against West Ham. Um he had a you know solid 20 minutes when he came on in what was a very comfortable win against against Crystal Palace and um you know done done all right yesterday. So i, I I'd be surprised. I mean, I, I don't think any of us probably expect him to start against Liverpool, but I think that gives him the confidence, at least when he's coming off the bench, of the uh, impact he could have. Unless, boy, do you think he plays against Liverpool?
0: I think he might. You know, I think there's a, I think there's a chance. I think what I think part, part partly, what we need against Liverpool is solidity, isn't it? And is, you know, I'm not sure if, if Trossard or you know who'd be, you know, the option or um, Havertz. I'm not. I, I, I I've. My, part of me thought that the reason he played him yesterday. From the start was to see if he's a good option against Liverpool. You know, I might. I mean, you're 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 shaking your head.
1: No, I just think he reverts to Kai Havertz. I really do. I think he's he's shown it time time again. I think he. I think he will. Might might be wrong. Uh, Trossard obviously did do well as two as he came on and particularly, you know, got us out and away and up the pitch when you know we did have those few nervous minutes at the end. I mean, there's something. You're to be probably said.
0: right, though. Because, uh, just to say quickly, because Havertz, we also we did miss Havertz's tallness, didn't we? His height in, in the Tallness. Meters, his tallness, as I'm saying.
1: <laughs> height, as it's known. Height, as it's known. Um, yeah, I think we did. I think he will. He will revert to that. Liverpool. I was had a, an eye on Liverpool tonight. I mean, they are an impressive side, and, and we, we saw them with a few changes, obviously a month ago in the in the FA Cup. And uh, wow, that is a a massive uh, game um, to the point where obviously we already sit five behind them. If we if we go eight behind with fifteen games to go, you would Girls. you would massively massively fear and and almost understandably feel it's over. And yet, what it would mean to to win the game and get it back to two, and suddenly you know the title race is on. This is uh is it the biggest the game of the season? The- Jeff, am I my overdoing it? No, biggest game no. of the season? Yeah,
2: hundred percent. <clears throat> biggest game of season for us, uh, for sure. I mean, but we we're not into the we're not into the semi final of the Champions League yet. That might be the best, the, the biggest mm, game. Mm. But no, yeah, so far it is. Yeah, and listen, they they do look formidable, but they, I think I think that you know I think you, we can overcome them if we if we're all on our game. We can definitely we can definitely light light the Emirates up, and you know it's it's it's, it's we we should. We should um, we should have the ability to do it. I mean, I I do fear them. I've got to be honest with you. they have got some great players. Um, and do
0: you think do you think they're emboldened at, by the um, by the Klopp news that he's leaving? We have we should you know mention that, or or do you think it doesn't make any difference?
2: Well, it can go. I think it could go either way. Right, mm. we, we'll, we'll only see what happens after a defeat if they get beat. Yeah, because right? then you'll see uh what's happened? You, you can't. You can never tell after one game. You, I mean, a game at home after Klopp's announced that he's, he's leaving at the end of the season against Chelsea. You, the players don't need to get up for that anyway. You understand? <laughs> no. That? Yeah. But it's the other games that they're mm. going to have to. We'll see the difference in. Mm. And after a defeat, if they get beat, and then we'll see whether or not mm. a few of the players are thinking, "Oh, you know what." I don't know what I'm going to do next year I don't know where I'm going to be next year we don't know who's going to bring any my manager might not like me bloody bloody blah, blah we might play a different start Any, you know you can imagine uh so I don't think we're going to tell I don't think we're going to be able to 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 work out yet but um they did look you know very strong tonight but you know again it was a there was it was a lot riding on that particular game mm. um I I still think that we can catch them if we if we if we're clever enough we've just got to be clever.
0: But I think you see. My theory is I think they're boosted by by this whole Klops thing. I think it's I think it's a huge kind of psychological incentive to give him the perfect, you know, farewell. Um, I think they look energized, incredibly energized I was, I was, tonight. The stats on tonight's game. I know this is an awesome podcast, but we are playing them on Sunday, so that's my excuse for talking about them a bit too much. Sorry, but the stats are so interesting because actually, possession wise and um, passing wise and everything that uh, Liverpool and Chelsea are on the same pretty level, but Liverpool had 28 shots, 13 on target. Chelsea had four shots and three on target with about the same amount of possession. So I think just as an attacking force, and it almost feels like it doesn't matter who they play up front in that front, you know, four or five, they're amazingly, diff- I, I, I worry about, I mean, is he going to play Zinchenko? you know, Arteta on Sunday? Or does he bring in Kiwi? Or just I, I, because Sizenko against that lot? I mean, oh my god, I'm terrified. And and Sellers is not even playing, obviously. Sellers, you know, Sellers out. But the it's it's a worrying. I think I think I think if we get anything against them, I'd be delighted. Josh, about but, being
2: pessimistic. Or oh, no, Jeff, no, go on, Jeff. Yeah, but again, I think Zichenko is 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 a big part of defeating Liverpool if we can do that because yeah. You know, he's great yeah. going forward. I'm not too concerned about Zichenko against Liverpool, against Liverpool, to be honest with you, because Salah's not there. If Salah was playing, then mm. it's a worry because we saw what happened in the last game. But apart yeah. from that, he wasn't too bad in that game, I don't think, Zichenko. You know, and only settled down after the, yeah. the, the, the bit of a rickety made. But, um, you know, it's going to be a tough game, boy. isn't it? Oh, my it? God, it's <laughs> going to be
0: tough, yeah. yeah. Josh, what do you think? Of, what do you think of clock, the whole Klopp decision to leave? I'm with you. Yeah. I think he's going to
1: galvanise them. There's obviously a lot of talk about why galvanise. That's the word. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of talk about why he's done it now, mm. and I think maybe there's a if they were fifth or sixth in the league. You can leave it. But I think he doesn't want to wait until there's two or three games left. And then you imagine they are neck and neck with Man City. And he announces he's leaving the pressure that puts on. You do it now, half a season left and you don't have that same. Of course, there will be this momentum and and what it could be. And you can imagine Klopp winning it on the final day of a season in his final ever game as Liverpool manager. Of course, it's an amazing story, but nothing like the story it would have become if he'd left it. Um, Late and he's handled it with with class as you as you would expect. Liverpool have handled it with class. It is unbelievable to have a story of that nature in football these days that didn't break early and Mm. it wasn't rumoured and it just broke. You know, even you think back to the days when you know Sir Alex was you know leaving, not leaving, coming back, not coming back. There was always sort of rumours of you know he might and he might not you know, for, for to get one of them um, uh, where, you know, people are getting the notification on their phone and sort of do, doing a, a double take um, is really rare. Quite refreshing, actually, mm. sort of a throwback, mm. as, as it were. To, yeah, yeah. So sort of not seeing it all over Twitter or something for, you know, the morning and then it confirmed. So, you know, I think they've handled it and- brilliantly. I am going to make the observation. This is I'm
0: not deliberately being provocative, but I am going to make that. This 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 was one of the first thoughts that came into my head. Is if only Arsene Wenger had done this, you know, had, had had you know taken the decision to leave some some with somehow you know closer to success when the team was playing well, when you know it hadn't completely gone to shit, basically, Jeff. You know, I just think it was an example. Yeah, this is what he should have done. He must be sitting there thinking that must he must have that regret, thinking I could have done this kind of thing. Everyone would have loved me, and you know. Would have what, after winning the FA Cup or whatever, it's just just so sad that he didn't get do a do a clock. Club also, clock, clock
2: would have probably been at Arsenal, you know. Yeah, yeah if Venga think of that, right? Flung the towel in a couple of years, three years before when he was at Dortmund. You know, there was a mm. lot of talk about it, wasn't there? um yeah. but you know, it is what it is.
0: True, it is it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> very true. um I wonder if um, I wonder if Liverpool. We play well against Liverpool, don't we? We played well. I would say we played well against them a lot in my mind. In my, you know, I, I'm I'm not looking back at the all the previous, but but we've done. we Often we started yeah. playing really well against them.
1: 1989, Boyd. You,
0: you think he did quite well that night? Yeah, we did quite well that night. Definitely, yeah, I'm thinking of that. No, I'm thinking more recently than that. I mean, there was the two all last season. I know when we were tuned up, we were absolutely brilliant and flying. And then didn't we play quite well against them, you know, a few weeks ago for a bit, and then in the end, yeah. But so, like, I have even though I am on the one hand because of how well they played tonight and the clock factor and everything, I'm fairly pessimistic. On the other hand, they do give out chances. Chelsea, even Chelsea is. I thought Chelsea were by and large pretty poor, but they did have chances. They did have penalty claims. So I think it'll be. I don't think it'll be a, 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 a you know a rollover by them. I think it'll be closer. But I'll be amazed if if we uh, if we win it.
2: Oh, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if we won it. And if okay. we won it, yeah, no, no, no. You know, we could, you know, like I say, if we turn it on, we could we could, we could, we could, win 2-0. Have easily. we
0: played well enough this season, right? In, 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 bearing in mind how well they're playing now and have played for the last few weeks. City tonight, I mean, literally, you know, didn't even have to get out of third gear. Well, I think Burnley got a late goal, didn't they, um, against them. You know, I, I just wonder whether City and Liverpool are, are, are slightly back on another level now. I, I mean, I may be wrong. I am being very, very pessimistic, Josh. Am I? Be is it? Is it not that bad? Are we still is this? Do you think realistically this is we're going to maintain a three horse race? You know, I think Villa lost that could be dropping out. I still think I don't think Spurs are good enough. Obviously, do you think we do you think we are good enough to maintain a three horse race for the league?
1: Yeah, abso- okay. absolutely. I, I do. I mean, we, we've got to be careful how we, you know, how we how we talk about this, right? Without sort of um, overdoing it, we will be favourites with the bookmakers to beat Liverpool on Sunday, right? We're at home. We are five points behind them. The not Liverpool. by much. We're at home. Yeah. Sorry. I
0: bet not by much though.
1: Um, no, I just just had a quick look. I think we're something, no? something like eleven to eight, and Liverpool two okay. to one. So there, there is, you know, not a huge amount in it, but there's mm. there's something in it you know, I think we can get two down beat. Uh, you know, we can draw something from the cup game, you know, three, four weeks ago, but not huge amounts. We've beaten Manchester City at home in the, in the league this season. Um, and, yeah, I wouldn't say we're in last chance saloon in the, in the league. You can't say that we're 15 games to go after the game, but then, you know, the players must know that well, I mean, defeat, I think, tells us all we, we need to know in a draw, you know, keeps us involved, but you know, not to the extent that um, a win will so clearly uh, get us back in the TAR race and, and give us that momentum. And I'd to reference momentum, and we've got a bit of it, don't we? I mean, you know, after the run we'd been on to smash Palace and, and go away to a, a ground we've been poor at recently and get a run of form and or not, I, I think we're in a, an okay position, uh, Boyd. I, I know Liverpool are playing as well as anyone in the Premier League. You know, right now, but I, I think yeah. we will certainly um take something from the game. Uh and I'm gonna be optimistic with Jeff and, and think we can edge it.
0: They've got um their goal difference is nine goals better than us, um,
1: which is pretty telling. I think their firepower is gonna mean they have better goal difference than yeah. us. I just think they're gonna they're gonna run away with a few games in a way that, well, I mean, obviously Palace aside we haven't haven't really been doing. So yeah, I think we are gonna to have to you know, if if we look across to Liverpool, look across to Man City, I then we have to hold our hands up, you know, on what their front three and you know front fives really when they've got you know what they can do off the bench. So we've got, so, to, take yeah, a, yeah. We've
2: got to take a bit of a rain check, though. From from if you if you just you go back two years ago, right? Yes, and see where we were then, right? Yes, and to oh, think God, where yeah. we've come from in that, in that two years, Manchester oh. City. I mean, we know what they've done. They've just spent their way to titles. <clears throat> um, and they've got the best players in the world. Liverpool, they, they've they've had that team now, all right, they've bought a couple of players. Very, very... They've added really well, haven't they? You, we must admit that. The players that he has bought have been fantastic for them. But, you know, so they've, they've been you know, integrating into a team that already knows the situation and the play that they play and how they work it. They had a bit of an off year last year, as we well know. Um, and then they've come back strong this year. We're still, wh- what we need to do is, in my honest opinion, is be in a position when Klopp goes and wait till Pep goes. Cause he's not going to be there forever. Right. Mm. And we've got young players and we're not peaking till another th- Maybe three years of all those young players, and when when those two guys have gone, right? You know it's going to take them the other the teams a, a couple of years to get. They're not going to no. I mean, as we well know, and Man United know. Once you lose a top manager like that, it takes two or three years, or even posts, or more, to mm. to get it back to where you want to be. Right. So we've got to be in the position with all our players, all our ducks in a row, everyone knowing exactly what we're doing. Our Strength has built up. All you know, we've got a we've got a 24 squad team. 24 squad uh, player team and they're all nearly as good as each other. So that's the position we and as soon as these guys go and they, we can slide in and that's our time to 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 take over. These positions were in and at the get a striker.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've in
2: that by that time, hopefully we'll get a striker. In the meantime, <laughs> yeah. what we're doing now, we're still in the build-up for it. So mm. we just gotta keep on doing what we're doing. Of course, if we can do it beforehand, it's gonna be a bonus. But you know what? Yeah, it's a good point though.
0: You make a good point about um, you know, there's there'll be a pep pepless and, and um clopless future not, not too far away. And Arteta. I mean it was interesting, wasn't it? That a story that broke um, in the Barcelona press linking him with that job, and you know, saying that he one story said the outright that he told Arsenal he was leaving like Klopp had Told Liverpool he was leaving, and he was absolutely furiously denying that. That does seem to be completely made up, as far as I can tell. That that story. Um, but yeah, he's young enough, isn't he? And, and kind of good enough to to step up and be a real long-term brilliant. Brilliant manager for us, who could, who could, and especially as you say, if two of his biggest rivals, two of the two of the best managers of recent history, aren't around, Josh. I mean, by the way, the last thing I'd say on that is looking at. Looking at this, the league, we have got the same amount of points as Man City. They've got one more. They've got one game in hand against us. I, I mean, I'll take that any day. As 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 uh, Jeff says two seasons ago, if you said to me, "Oh, by the way, you know, halfway through the <laughs> season in twenty three twenty four, you're going to be on the same number of points as Man City," I'd be like, "Oh, it, oh, okay, no, yeah, brilliant."
1: Uh, yes, oh, well, clearly expectations have, have changed massively though since um, doing what we did last season. Look, we 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 also much as I'm, you know, gonna remain optimistic because it's just easier to live life like that, really. Um <laughs> I can't get away from what a terrible December we had. You know, you think about where we where we that yeah. should be yeah. and, you know the 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 West Ham at home and the Fulham away and the Aston Villa defeat and um you know the the fortune we had at Liverpool. In, in terms of Odegaard not giving away his, his penalty. So, you know, we've been through a, a really rocky period. We we need to be more or less perfect from here to the end of the season. I think if, we, if we're going to win Liverpool, Man City are that good. Um, I think I had a quick look. We are eight, nine to one for the title. And the reality is that's pretty much what we were back in. Um, I think even as, probably actually a bit bigger than we were sort of right at the very start of the season. So, yeah, we're going to have to beat Liverpool, I think, if we if we want to win the league. And I, we're probably going to have to avoid defeat when we go up to Man City and, you know, what is probably our hardest game of the season. So, huge challenges ahead, not to mention European football being back in a couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, we, still I think, think we've got to be pretty faultless.
0: I still think Champions League is, is our is our best chance for, you know, I don't know, at least close to silverware, yeah. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I think
2: Champions League is always going to be easier than the than the Premier League.
0: Yeah, Boyd,
1: have yeah. you you booked your uh, Champions
0: League trip? No, we haven't booked it yet. No, not yet. No, have
1: you? I'm waiting for you. Uh, oh, we are okay. we are six to one to win the Champions League, nine to one to win the league. So that, wow! That's, well, there you that go. Told you. Um, that tell that tells you that you. there is uh, yeah. supposedly more uh, more chance there of, of of lifting big ears at Wembley on June the first.
2: <laughs> what would <laughs> yes. what would be your what would be your choice, gentlemen? Big ears. Or the Premier League trophy this season. And listen, I'm dreaming. I oh, know. Listen, yeah. I'm not. I'm not stupid. It's not going to happen. But just. I if, mean, if you had to it was a choice. Co- but,
0: but that question, which of course is a perennial, hoary old question. But funnily enough, that is. It's probably the hardest it's ever been to answer that question for me. Anyway, I mean, I think I'd say the league. I think I'd say the league. But I mean, the fact that we've never won the Champions League or, or never won part.
1: it. Also, it that it's at Wembley, Boyd, on your doorstep. I know, I know. Yeah. I mean, oh, you'll yeah. probably have some like media event or a screening and not be able to go. But <laughs> the for the rest up? of us, it'll be really, really yeah, convenient. We'll be just in, just
2: in the, the Bobby Moore, won't he? it will be in the Bobby Moore club. This, this, Do oh, You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We'll be yeah. in the cheap seats.
0: Yeah. You'll Noms have about. Boys. Josh, you'll have about. Twenty-five clients. It'll be uh, entertaining yeah. the crowd in the what's it called, the Diamond Club, or the yeah. whatever it is. Sounds good um, to me.
1: Um yeah. I think I'd go with the Champions League, and, and
0: yeah, maybe having maybe. having so, just not
1: won it, the the sadness of being. I think I was what was like eighteen, nineteen back in back in two thousand six, and that that trip to Paris. You just want to feel like here we are, mm. full circle, putting it putting it right. I I would I would take it for having seen us win the win the league um, obviously both would be uh, lovely but
2: I've never watched that game obviously. back you know oh why would you I mean I fucking I've, never
1: I've seen it. Of it I, can't. I don't know about the, the whole it. game but no. highlights oh, occasionally is... you know come up no. yeah um, no. that Thierry, Thierry Thierry's misses and Lehman's red card so putting us ahead Pires. Was that Perez's last game for Arsenal? Am I yeah, right? Well, I think he got yeah, subbed, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Subbed yeah, off when layman So that was like you know such a sad ending to mm. Perez. He was there career. last night. Perez, wasn't he? Did you see
0: him in the club? He was, he was there. You're yeah. right. He was. Yeah. He was
1: there um, with French TV, and I think there was also some sort of conference. Packing.
0: Who was the? This is what I was going to ask you randomly. Mm. Obviously, you know I'm obsessed with the uh, broadcast uh, coverage of um, who was the new the TNT sports r- reporter, like post match interviewer and. Uh, there was this guy he was he was very he was a breath of fresh air anyway, I thought. He was very he was kind of funny. Um, but I can't, I can't remember his name. Um he like kind of, you know, just kind of grabbed the players as and when and just kind of pulled them to to the mic. Was it was JD like, Dyer? I, I actually that, JD Dyer, maybe. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean I I didn't see the coverage, um, sadly, because I was sort of obviously there but I, it it sounds like it might have been JD. Um okay. have a quick Google and tell me if you think um, if you think it was. Oh, JD, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I think it was him. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah used he used to fun. do a bit of Sky Soccer Saturday. Right, right, right. Okay,
0: there you go. Yeah, he was yeah. Fun. But you
1: obviously, really, the the shining light was Martin Kieran, is what you were going to. Well, get into. Uh, that that just goes
0: without saying. And Martin's always the shining light. Yeah, he's always on great form. Yeah, fantastic. We have what we haven't done is predict. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've kind of gone around the houses. We haven't, you know, you did. You said we're going to lose eight 0 You're pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said it yet. Jeff come on let's go to the big guy oh, yeah, oh, the optimist go, yeah
2: oh, yeah, I'm going to go 3-1 I think we're going to score three goals 3-1 yeah we'll go, wow. two, we'll go 2-0 up early um, listen if
0: it, we win 3-1 against Liverpool that's like one of the greatest days of my life <laughs> it is
2: possible it's well possible yeah, yeah, yeah but it is also possible we'll get done 3-1 <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: excuse me Josh oh 2-2 I don't, I don't know mm, you're on for Desmond could be anything. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely goals in, in the game. And the
2: main thing is not to get beat.
1: Yes. Which is where I I don't find think it. it's enough not to get beat. I think we've got to win the game. I mean, if our ambition is a title, if our mission's top four, I think you take a point. If the ambition is title, you have to win the game. I, I think we're we're two, you know, five points behind. You got to, it's a it's it's a huge opportunity to to get back in it. But Imagine if this time, like tomorrow, you know, it's a deadline on transfer deadline
0: day. We're recording this the day before, night before. This you get like a, a, an alert saying, you know, Arsenal in for Ivan Tony or Victor Osserman. and you know, we get them, get them in before Sunday. We've got a few days to get them in. You know, bed them into the squad, bring him on as a sub when we're and we. Anyway, it's not going to happen. Don't worry, I'm just dreaming. I'm just putting off my own prediction because I think we're going to lose this game. I, I'm deep in my deep in my gut. I feel Liverpool are going to beat us. I'm so sorry. I hate to say it. And, you know, on the plus side, if I'm wrong, I hope I'm wrong. I would say, I think it's going to be 2-1 to them. Yeah. I think, I just think they're too good at the moment. Two breakaway goals. Something like that. Something really annoying. Yeah. I think we'll play pretty well against them for start with, as we have done pretty maybe in those recent games, you know, and then they'll just, they'll soak up the pressure and yeah.
2: Going back to the five point gap though, Josh, are they still in all competitions? They are, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they are. They will play Liverpool in the Carabao Cup, yeah, it's in the yeah. uh, still in the FA Cup, um, and they've got their Thursday night European football. It's a lot to of work economy.
2: they've got to do, you know, and win, and win the Premier. But I think,
0: I think if we played them in in a few weeks' time or a couple of months time then that's a better. Yeah, that's better. But right now, I think they're on a roll, and you know, the whole Klopp thing. I think we're playing at the worst time to play them. I have to say. Anyway, I am it's, I am uh, the eternal yeah, this
1: point Um <laughs> final point says is Gail Clichy will be making his uh, Sky Sports oh, yeah. debut on Sunday for those watching like it, at home. Um so yeah, a, a member of Arsenal's last title winning team. Sadly, that it's been that long. A, mem- a member of team Josh. Uh, uh yes, we what do with go so he'll be doing Sky and um yeah, Carragher, Roy Keane Good, good lineup for the TV. The big watch Neville TV. must be there somewhere, mustn't he? In I somewhere? presume on COCOMs Now I think about it, I presume on co-coms. Yeah. I don't know. I don't okay. know. Actually, I might be wrong on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to it. Big game. Big game. Huge. Big atmosphere. Mm. Uh, a chance to get right back in the title race. Agreed.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nice little little uh, Sunday roast beforehand, maybe. I'll message you. I think there's a there's a there's a oh, boy. table booked. Well, I'll yeah. clear the diary. I look yeah, forward the diary. to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, will, <laughs> okay. I
1: will be there, and then we can book our flights to Porto while while we uh, suck yeah. in. Yeah. Jeff, uh, you know, Jeff, are I, you doing a trip to Porto? You like a trip sometimes?
2: Yeah, you know what? I'm not.
1: Oh, I'm dear, not, Jeff.
2: I don't even know why. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I will. I'll definitely go the next game if we if we if we can overcome Porto.
1: Arrogant, okay. for sure. Yeah, and Arrogant.
2: you know what? I've got, I've got, I've got news for you. I'm not even, I'm not even there at the Liverpool game. I, I booked. <sighs> yeah, I know, Jeff. I know. Well, it's one of those things that we go skiing every year. Oh, and we, go, we go the same skiing. time. Oh my and God, lord! And I, obviously, and I book it straight away after after I come back from the previous one. So I didn't know the fixtures were going to.
0: Oh dear! And I So you'll
2: be on the slopes. Oh well, you know what? I'm going to have a couple of hours off to come Good. watch it.
0: Good excellent oh wow starting times oh, yeah well it's a huge it's a huge one and um we'll be back as soon as, as possible after the game to discuss Won't uh josh that absolutely is, look forward as to is it. thanks so much as ever jeff
2: always a pleasure thank you very much
0: and thank you so much josh and uh, we'll be back after the Liverpool game cheers bye